Welcome to the law firm of Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. Go ahead, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit back and listen. Scott and Burke here with the Davis and Davis show. It is, uh, I have no clue what day it is. It's a Tuesday. It, it's March, isn't it? January. Yeah. Hey, we're in March. It is March. Thank God. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Burke made me start the show late today, so I'm ready for bed already. <sighs> And it's an hour earlier where you live, you old fart. Mm. Which reminds me, I know I already turned, told Burke about this, but I figured you guys need to know. My buddy Jackass is coming on the show this this uh, afternoon. And we're going to wish him a happy birthday. Jackass is officially 40 years old, which scares the hell out of me because that's 15 years younger than me, almost. <laughs> um, when I say that we're a podcast of middle-aged men, I really mean it. So everyone's going to get to hear some stories from the Jackass. Uh, Jackass and uh, Jackass is a video guy. Um, he does video work for a living. I do lighting for a living, and uh, there's one other person coming on, Richard, uh, Richard Hoare, and he uh, he is working for, I, I, we'll find out what he gets here. I, I do believe he's working for the city of New York. Um, Doing what? Emergency preparedness for IT. Hmm. So... He is the guy that when there is a something that happens in the world and and it's disastrous, uh, they they who are you gonna call? <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. The horror. <laughs> Do you right. have the uh, share screen for me on? Hell no, hell no, hell you no, hell know. no. I, I never I, never thinks of me ever. I I I digress. Go ahead, you can share. <laughs> Because we usually start off with, hey, oh, our, yes, yeah, Towpath vodka. Uh, yeah, that was, and I know we said we would not get uh, especially uh, political on the show, but I was looking for Ukrainian vodka, and uh, there was none to be had, and I was like, wait, Akron, Ohio vodka. Do they make it with canal water? What? Yeah, so, you know, okay, I'll try it. Whatever, mm. you know, mm. it's really, it's really good. It, it's a lot better than I thought it was going to be. It's, it's got, it's, you could drink it just on ice. It's good. Martini. I'm drinking a martini is on the rocks as we speak. Uh, it, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of digging it. Well, Hey, I am, uh, I am drinking beer tonight because, uh, I have, to keep my wits about me for tomorrow. Your, your wits? My wits. What are we doing tomorrow? Uh, well, I, I would love to talk about that on, on the air, but I can't. Okay, so, fair enough. Um, with that, I am also drinking Bailey's and coffee hmm. because I cannot, for the life of me, I did a show on Saturday. And it beat the crap out of me. I've been sleeping since like Saturday. Uh, oh, that's right. Your uh, your <laughs> your big rap show, wasn't it? Oh yes, oh yes. Um, if I could find my phone right now, I would list off who was who played. Uh, but yeah, I not... seem to have lost that. Oh darn. Um, well, no, that that's bad because I've got to invite the guys. It, 
Mm. And all their email addresses are on my phone. Um, you need me to call your phone so you can find it? No, I can. Uh, I can. Hey Siri, it. Hey Siri, where's my phone? <laughs> oh, hey Siri's not going to work if your iPad's turned off. I'm. I, I'm telling you I, that that concert. It it kicked my ass, um, and usually rap shows don't do. Uh, most of the rap shows that I go into, oh my butt, my butt! <laughs> Found your phone, did you? <laughs> uh, okay, put my glasses on so that yeah, that that was that was well worth it actually. Um, do it again. Do it again. <laughs> So, we had five artists. First artist was Twista. Second artist was Trick Daddy. Third artist was Too Short. Fourth artist was Mystical. And the fifth artist was Juvenile. Those are their names or their adjectives? I, I don't ask. I don't know. All I know is that, like the the last three artists, all they did was talk about shoving their up women and backing it on up, back it on up, back it on up, man. I, I don't. If I and, never and, hear that term again, I will be happy. And you refer to them as artists. Um, my up your. You thought it was a mistake. <laughs> Lovely. And, and what what drives me nuts is is shows like that. Uh, now I'm gonna have to like bleep out all their names because uh, <laughs> because I'm about to say something really nasty. Um, it, it it drives me nuts those shows because the the women allow them. I mean, they, they, they just get up there and start twerking. They just look, I'm, I'm, I'm even talking with bad English right now. Oh. Well, Scott, let me ask you a question. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Trying not to get the beer to come out your nose there. My bad. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Oh shit! Uh, yes, go on. <laughs> no, that was just, just just effing with you. That's all. And have you noticed? Because I've no, I'm blowing up my microphone. There. Have you noticed that as the evening goes on, my swearing becomes a lot more prominent? I've never noticed that. Hey, you're not listening to our own shows, are you? I edit all of our shows and have yeah. to start hitting the squibbity button every time about two hours into our recording. Oh, you missed squibbity. a lot of squibbities on a couple squibbity. of them, man. Squibbity. Well, I finally gotten to the point of where I only squibbity the, uh, the things that are essential and important to squibbity because uh, I don't need Burke's or my lifestyle to end. Um <laughs> I, I'm I'm to the point of of I just hit the explicit button when I up upload and let people deal with it. Just know we're gonna swear. Just know we're gonna be crass at times. Listen uh, at your own risk. Exactly. Um. Yeah. Usually, by oh, I would say about nine nine thirty. Uh, you start well, to hear all bets are off. Yeah. Yeah, you uh let's see here. I need to turn my computer audio back on. I didn't notice my microphone. I I, I got a new toy. I forget to talk about that. I have a new microphone. So if it sounds weird or whatever, I apologize. We're still playing around with it. It is not isolated. If you hear thumping and twanging, that is my mechanical arm that's holding it, and I apologize now. Uh, and I didn't notice I was talking rather loudly a second ago. And it was like 
self muting itself. It went to it's it's got LEDs that tell me if it is using the front of the mic, if it's using the front and back, or it turns red when it's muted. I have a button that I can do that with, but if I talk way too loud, it goes red, and I'm assuming it's muting itself. So bless its heart. Well, there we go. Let's see. For some reason, my it's not working again. Why is you made me share the fucking screen? Uh, here we go. Let's try this. Because I'm a douche. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, no more Yankee, my wanky. The donga need food. Uh, okay. So what I was saying before was usually about 9, 9.30, we start to Attention, do... all personnel, incoming choppers were wounded. Report to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> because because Burke and I are usually wounded by 9, 9.30. <laughs> uh, so way of putting it. Thank you. <laughs> wounded. you I like wounded. that. Well, uh, shall we shall we embark on our, our first bit of uh content? Okay. First off, I I I I hear you got a gift today. No. No, what? I thought I I thought I did. Google lied to me. Google said that it was well, Google showed a map and a little ping on the map was like six blocks from my house. But further investigation showed that it is showed up in Canton and will be delivered in another few days. That sucks. That totally sucks. I bought I bought trust a me. gift. I would I would have been using that bitch tonight because I got the vodka and I got yeah I'm you know I was all ready for a real freaking martini but no it was almost died. martini time. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm just yeah, martini on the rocks for me is yeah. Acceptable. So what did what did you do over the weekend? Besides futz with the uh, website, I didn't do much there. Added a little bit of stuff on that. Um, not much. Um, did not do a whole, and I'm kind of a homebody. I, I don't go out a ton, so did not do much. Nothing fun. Ooh, Daughter baby. got a new, uh, she's not had a bed frame for her bed. She's just had a box spring and a mattress laying on the floor. She Six months ago, we ordered a bed frame for her, and it finally showed up. So there was the fun of trying to get the box spring down the stairs, and, and I swear to God, in my neighborhood, I can put anything out on the curb. And two, three hours later, it's gone. Broken shelves, busted chair, doesn't matter. It's gone. Box spring still sitting there after two days, three days. I'm so ticked off. So disappointed. <laughs> I, I don't know about you, but I would, if I saw it and didn't know that it was a box spring, I would think that it was a mattress. And I'm not going to go in dumpster dive for a mattress it's laying right there it's perfectly clean uh, yeah well that may be the that may be true i don't know best and easiest way to get bed bugs what is that i have shit fell oh dude <laughs> i didn't i did not send you a picture of this i thought for sure that the the covid fingers was finally healing and on the one finger that I use constantly. Can you see thy red dot? Yeah. It, the skin broke open all the way down to the lowest. Yeah. No, I can't remember all the skin levels, but yeah, the bad stingy one. Yep. Yeah. I've been Lovely. putting lidocaine on it for the past day. You got to watch that shit though. Cause that will also start to piss off. Uh, and keep stuff pissed off. I, I'm. I don't know what else to do, man. I can't. I can't keep trying to to live. Just like literally, just some Vaseline, wrap it in a, a band aid, and let it heal is probably your best bet. Yeah. Mm. Only tried that two weeks ago, and it didn't do <laughs> shit. <laughs> Might have made it better. You don't know. Could have been worse. So what? Uh, so we already went over what you did over the weekend, which is buy your shit. Yeah, 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 yeah you know, the mattress stuff and yeah. Buy your daughter a mattress. 
Which no, is it was the, the, the it was the 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 box or not the. Oh God! Uh, uh, why am I doing a podcast when I can't speak English? Oh, <laughs> it was the frame, and it's a really cool frame too because it's kind of a modern look. It's got it like it doesn't use a box spring or anything like that. The the whole frame is the box spring, so it has drawers underneath it, and it's got this huge the headboard is like three and a half foot tall and angled so you could actually like and and padded so you could like put a pillow behind you and lean against it and like sit in bed and work on a laptop it's a really nice setup hmm 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 hey uh i call my babies hey uh <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> no idea where that was a reference uh, to but uh, sure. okay um one of my friends uh died last year his name was russ martin he ran the russ martin show on kegl here in dallas and uh he he did this one skit uh that that i used to play for my friend tim the the race car driver that I'm friends with, okay. um, and and so every time Timmy and I would see each other, for some reason, that's the first thing that would come out of our <laughs> mouth. I need to comb my baby's hair. <laughs> I can't stand in no line. <laughs> I need to go home. Comb my baby's hair. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to get that drop. <laughs> I believe the cat wants me to play with him do you want me to you want me well, to throw this or not the Come cat on. always wants you to play with him no the cat does not always want me to play like i said before this ain't a tracy tubman cat but he's pretty close some days he's yeah Again? come here get it all right now the guys that are coming on this uh this afternoon uh that I was talking about no one of them I I did a podcast with we were going to start a podcast and and he ended up just not never recording it again he he became too busy but we all had a uh a YouTube show YouTube channel sh uh, show called the Showtech show where we talked about everything tech, like from Ooh. from drones to uh, to stage lighting to audio visual, anything that was that was a uh, vaguely related we to did. your field and yeah, yeah, the and, electrons rolling through it and and uh, uh, so, we, we, so you never uh, talked about triumphs then because you know, electricity no. never goes through those fucking things. Yeah. You, <clears> you, you know these guys just weren't car guys and, <laughs> and the other thing is that these guys weren't electricians so none of that would ever excite them no the excitement of driving down the road at 65 miles an hour and then all of a sudden your car just stopping mm -hmm. oh yeah it's exciting How'd that happened <laughs> gee i wonder what it is this time this time <laughs> and the and dreaded bang tinkle tinkle fuck <laughs> that every british car owner knows and loves I, it's a uh uh the triumph spitfire that i had um i used to get get the the plug wires from uh medina auto parts in in medina uh and i and i asked them where are these manufactured they said oh, they're manufactured in great britain they do the the american leads won't fit on this and i said okay that's fine um every freaking time i would order a set of these cables uh, well every time i would use these cables for about six months they at the spark plug would start to separate <laughs> and water would get in there if it was raining or something like that. And, and you'd spend hours just trying to figure out why your car wouldn't start or why it was missing. And I'll tell you what, a, a Triumph Spitfire that's missing 
<laughs> is undrivable pretty much. It, 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 it's pretty much you're not going to get above 15 miles an hour. No, no, it's it's ugly. Uh, and man, when a Triumph Spitfire backfires through the carburetor, well, mine did not have a catalytic converter. It just had the empty space that the cat used to be in. So when it backfired, it was like a it was a cannon shot going off. It was great. Bam. Like you announce your arrival. Like if you wanted to like scare the hell is that you just, you know, you ran it super hard right before you got there. You got there, you <laughs> turned it off real quick. <clears throat> yeah, it was great. I mean, uh, it, it, there's yeah, these these guys would will never know the glory and the honor <laughs> that a person has in owning a British car. Yeah. Uh, did you hear about Jaguar? Uh, no. What about they're, Jaguar? They're literally trying to build a an electric car, <laughs> and and the prototype, the prototype that they came up with. Get ready for this. I, I need to make sure that you are ready for this. Are, are you ready? Let me guess. Who did the electronics? <laughs> Go ahead, take a guess. <laughs> it's, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this. It was, tell me it isn't Lucas. Uh, it was not Lucas. Oh, well, at least that might the car might run for 100 miles before it dies then. No, the range that it has at this point in time is 35 miles. That's good. It's about the average length of the Jaguar runs before it breaks down in the first place. A $150,000 car is what they are considering the price to be for this. And you get 35 miles to the gallon or I mean, to the, to the battery, charge. to the charge. Oh my gosh. I was like, <laughs> you've got to be kidding me. That is definitely, I, I tell you what, owning a Jag was one of the, one of my favorite times of my life because I really considered that to be a status symbol. Um, right up until I had to replace the airbags in the rear suspension. Yeah. Then I went, well, who the hell came up with this? Did you know K that kitty ki kitty? That's the microphone. Don't did, don't did. Did you happen to know that the airbags for a Jaguar are $7,000 a piece? Yeah. Cause you told us one time on one of the podcasts. I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> Anyways. We were tasked this uh, past week. Don't, or don't, don't touch the arm. It's going to make, gonna make ugly noise, Kitty. Don't do that, please. I don't have an isolator yet. There you go. We were tasked to uh, watch two movies. And, and I officially watched both of them all the way through. Uh, one of those movies is my ultimate top-notch favorite movie of all times i would almost say that it would be more of a guilty pleasure movie uh well we're not going to talk about that one first <laughs> no but i'm just saying if i were to if i were to love that movie as much as you do i would i would categorize it as my guilty pleasure movie because would it really be a guilty pleasure movie though yeah if it, yeah i mean a little it, bit it is bit. it is still my favorite movie is the writing great hell no uh, is the cinematography great uh hell no uh the special effects however i was kind of impressed with dude you, you gave the gumball rally a zero bourbon which means that it's the best movie in the world no it's just a movie that i completely enjoy and don't need any bourbon to enjoy it that, that's not, not the best movie in the world by any stretch. I mean, the music in that sucks. That's, that's not how horrible. our scale was made. Uh, well, no, I, okay. I, I, I misunderstand so many things on this podcast, like what the assignment is and how we score stuff. And, and I think we're going to change our scoring system anyway. So does it matter? I, I don't, I, I can tell you, I don't know. Yes. It's still based on mm. bourbon. It's still based okay. on bourbon. Okay. But but, but oh, here's the but we we have we have six ratings there's the bottom shelf 
so there's five shelves. Bottom okay. shelf is is bottom shelf. Top shelf is number five. And then there is the behind the counter in a locked case. <laughs> so that would be the penultimate movie of our whole thing. That is the pinnacle. That is the pinnacle movie in your in your mindset. Um would would the movie that I'm talking about being my favorite be in the locked box? I, I don't know. I might have to think about that as, as we <laughs> talk about the others. All right. So anyway, we, we should get on to our first movie, um, which I think you suggested. I think you suggested. I, I suggested both movies. Yes. Okay. And and, and the first one is, is uh, I probably saw this movie in the theaters originally. Um, the first movie that we are going to talk about, deep dive, discuss, blah, 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 is Murder by Death. Yes. Do you have any uh, uh, initial thoughts on that? Or what, what was the first time you watched it? Do you well, remember? It, before we get into that, let's say it was released uh, June 23rd, 1976 has a runtime of one hour and 35 minutes yep. is considered comedy, crime, mystery, and thriller th th and thriller. parody and thriller, uh, thrill, thriller. It grossed, it grossed, uh, in America, 38 million well it i've got like a 32 five number but it's hard to say when yes it it was 32 five domestic international was yeah, 38,200 dollars which in 1976 is not bad no nope. nope. uh the writer uh is my favorite writer in theater neil simon yep uh directed by robert moore Want to talk about some of the other films that were out that year? Sure, go for it. Uh, number one film that year was Rocky at one hundred and seventeen million dollars. <laughs> I had never heard of the number two film, To Fly. I pulled in eighty six point six. Uh, a Star Is Born was out that year, sixty three mil. King Kong at uh, fifty two mil. Silver Streak, which I completely screwed up. Who is the lead actor in that movie? <laughs> 51 million i do love that all the president's men 51 million the omen was out that year uh midway bad news bears silent movie another mel brooks movie the the silent movie beat ours which is kind of shocking because silent movie is a little on the slow side uh, pink panther strikes again and at number 13 was murder by death uh marathon man was out that year carrie logan's run network uh mother jugs and speed so some decent films out that year peter falk sir alec guinness peter sellers eileen brennan your girl eileen i i think that's why i picked her <laughs> german Capote in one of his few actual movie appearances uh james coco who is more a broadway actor but had bit parts here and there Elsa Lancaster, David Niven, no S. Uh, now Dame Maggie Smith. I love her to death. Holy cow. Well, you and I know why, because she's one of our favorite actresses in our favorite film franchise of all times. Nancy Walker, uh, in her last film ever, uh, Stella Winwood, James Cromwell, tall dude who's done some Star Treks and some other stuff uh richard narita myron the dog and and she is credited with the screaming doorbell do you know who is credited with the screaming doorbell uh fay ray yes yes so i enjoyed immensely all right all right 1983 any any lines you'd like to favorite lines from the movie you'd like to uh there we go. Now I'm now I'm up to date here. Uh, no, I don't have any lines. 
I do have a bunch of uh of items that are of importance though. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um there's a couple lines in here I do kind of like Sam Diamond said that last time I trusted a dame was in Paris in 1940. She said she was going out to get a bottle of wine. Two hours later, the Germans marched into France. <laughs> like, is that related? I just <laughs> and then Shannon's like, men who argue with cow on wall like train with no wheels. Very <laughs> soon get to nowhere. And then uh oh yeah, David, uh David Niven's character is talking to, to Maggie and he says, Oh no, Maggie says, I don't understand. Why would anyone want to steal a dead naked body? And the guy whispers in her ear and she goes, Oh, that's tacky. <laughs> It was probably the most politically un- incorrect uh, movie of its time. Well, uh, back then, it was okay, and everything was funny. And today, it, it it's pretty it's pretty racist, and there's a lot of cringe in that movie today that 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 kind of dampened it for watching it. I was kind of like watching it, going, oh, that that didn't age well at all." So there's 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 pros and cons to this movie. Yeah. Uh I, I mean mm. God's honestly would you ever be able to see a Richard Pryor movie again now? There's a few that were okay. I mean the toy was not one of them but it never was. I I mean almost 3 quarters of the movies that the guy made were uh pretty much racist i like the one where he was the bus driver because i've used the line i don't know nothing i just drive the bus (laughs) (laughs) you ever Uh, had one of those days where i don't know nothing i just drive the bus (laughs) so so, uh, i i guess we should really get into the premise of this movie with with the the listeners um this movie uh i'm trying to remember what it was Based on I, I, like a, all the detectives are, are parodies of works of three different authors. Um, let's see, Dashiell Hammett, who had Nick Charles and Sam Spade, were the basis for Dick Charleston and Sam Diamond in the movie. Uh, respectively, Dame Agatha Christie, who had Hercule Poirot and Miss Marple Poirot. Poirot, yeah. Okay, French and drinking, not a not a great mixer. Uh, Poirot and Miss Marple, inspired by it was inspired the Milo Perrier and Miss Marbles. Uh, by the her, way, Poirot would have yelled at you and said, "I'm not French. I'm, I'm Belgian. Belgian. I'm a Belgi." <laughs> <laughs> um, Earl Durr Biggers. Uh, did the Charlie Chan, which was the inspector, was the basis for the inspector Sidney Wang and son in the movie. So you've got three, three authors who did detective novels and they parodied, a, a, you know, five, five. Yeah. Five people. Five. Normal. Yeah. Uh, it, it, the movie starts out with, uh, with the the people being invited to a house a haunted house whatever you're gonna call it i don't know um the scene of a murder as i soon find out well was it a scene of the murder yeah in the end nobody actually dies that you know of although that is that is a great line the the Chan's son's like, I don't get it, Dad. Was anybody murdered? Yes. Weekend killed. (laughs) 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 So um what 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 kind of what kind of really got me laughing about uh about this is that the the people like Sam Diamond. Right. Peter Falk right um he used the exact same character the the, uh, of colombo now he was trying to do bogey because colombo was a lot slower and a lot yeah let me 
let me ask you a question. He, you know, this guy was a lot more action oriented and, and uh, he was trying to do a bogey. They did a pretty decent job of it, but you know, Alec Guinness, uh, oh, God, so funny as Benson mum. Uh, he, he was, he, he was absolutely brilliant and, and people, people, oh, definitely uh, go, go see this movie because you yeah. get to see Alec Guinness play like seven, seven, different roles. yeah, which he's done before. He's done that before. And, and I, and forgive me, I don't think I have it written down anywhere, but he's done that bit where he's actually played like seven different characters all at once. He uh, he was phenomenal in, in this. Anyways, these these detectives are invited to the house to spend the night, and when they get there, they find out somebody's going to be murdered, and they get locked into the house. And it's it's brilliant. The I don't know who. Okay, the production design. Who was the production designer on this? The production designer was Stephen B. Grimes, and. I am going to say this uh, uh, as much as I possibly can. The set work that was the set that they built there was incredible. No, it was I beautiful. Mean, even it, even the road going in to I mean, that was all dirt was hauled into a studio and plants were brought in. Yeah, the whole the whole night, nothing was outside whatsoever. Uh, it, a, after they are informed that they are going to, uh, basically witness a murder and they have to figure out who murdered who, um, does that remind you of something else? People like clue, which was directly take. I mean, if it wasn't for the board game, that, that was a big inspiration even knives out was a big inspiration uh, but this this movie was a big inspiration for knives out and clue and for for clue it was such a big uh, uh part of the the movie that they wrote that they actually asked eileen brennan to star in that mm-hmm. one as oh, yeah. well uh maggie smith oh, oh god i love maggie <laughs> uh just just the the whole innocence that she has in the, the movie the class the demureness the, the uh, yeah oh yeah and, and she's she's young and she's hot and i've forgotten how good looking she was back in the day oh man i i i it was her her the line that you were talking about earlier oh <laughs> that's tacky uh you could just see her saying that. I was like, "Damn!" Uh, so, what was your uh, what was your favorite part of the movie? To put my glasses. Uh, you know, it, it's it's kind of funny because I used to I used to quote what I thought was a line from the movie, and and Craig and I, and you know, I always thought it was. Moosehead on wall talk. That's <laughs> but, it. <laughs> but that was not the li- I'm watching the movie. I'm like, oh crap, I've been misquoting this movie all these goddamn years. That's sad. But I do love when Chan's talking about the, the cow on the wall, you know. <laughs> use uh, your goddamn articles or use your goddamn pronouns. have you heard of pronouns pronouns what um yeah yeah uh perrier says uh what do you make of this wang he goes is confusing and then twain from the 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 moose goes it 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 is confusing confusing. say your goddamn pronouns (laughs) um so we we talk about Ray's scream yeah do she's you, the doorbell did do you know what's where they got the scream from I, I would assume it was from king kong that would be my guess the screaming woman sound used as a doorbell is Faye ray's scream from the 1938 movie king kong uh immediately after completing this movie peter sellers 
was so convinced it was going to bomb, he convinced the producers to buy back his percentage of the I know, right? (laughs) Now, once again, we have chosen poorly in the fact that there is little to no trivia or insider information about this movie other than IMDb. So Um, we will have almost all the same stuff. Actually, I found a different... Oh, uh, I did se- find a Neil Simon interview that I watched, which was pretty interesting. Several additional scenes were included in the film's network TV airing. Oh, did they the like the um, Sherlock Holmes driving away at the beginning of the movie? Was that uh huh? Yeah, yeah. Where he um, actually wins the prize or something like that. The, you cannot find these videos anywhere but YouTube. Uh, here, here they Ooh. are. Dick and Dora Charleston encounter Tess Skiffington traveling on foot en route to Lionel Twain's. Oh, yeah, that's right. When Sam sends her back to the twice to the gas station. Miss Miss Marbles, who was supposed to be Miss Maples. I, 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 we all know that. Uh, converses with the taxi driver. D- do you know this one? Vaguely. Miss Marples or Miss Mabel Marbles converses with the taxi driver on arriving at the Twains. Uh, the taxi driver was played by Peter Sellers oh, using, that's right. using William Mate's voice. <laughs> Willie Wang. Willie Wang. Gloats about having discovered his own clue, which turns out to be useless. Useless, yeah. That then that's a funny line too. And then finally, uh, the Sherlock Holmes incident. Mm-hmm. Sherlock Sherlock Holmes and Doctor Watson arrive late after the whole thing is over. Uh, so yes, yeah, sure, sure, sure. I, I love the I love the outro, the denouement. Uh, where Sam is going to his to Eileen Brennan's character, and you know how to whistle, don't you, babe? And she muffs the lines like that. Forget it, forget it. You ruined it. You ruined it. See here, follow the leader. A 1980 made-for-TV movie titled "Murder Can Hurt You" took this film's concept and aimed it at 70s police shows starring No Jack. Max Sky, <laughs> Lieutenant Palumbo, Sergeant Salty Sanders, and Studsky and Hatch. Oh, Jesus. Uh, you see, I found, I found um, a whole bunch of trivia on a different website because I knew that you would go to IMDb. Okay, uh, I, I do have a trivia question for you. Okay, I have an answer. Which of the players in this movie was featured on the album artwork of a Marillion album? Oh, I got your attention there, didn't I? Oh! (laughs) I I have just combined two of Scott's favorite things in the whole world. This movie... And the band Marillion. I, I knew you would love this. Uh, how, ooh. I, don't, <laughs> I have nothing in my list. Oh, yes. This is going to be like double points for me. Okay. It I have was, nothing in my list. Of, it was about Truman this. Capote. He was one of several famous and tragic figures from history to be featured on the sleeve artwork. Clutching at Straws, released in 1987. And now we're going to stop the show, and he's going to go get his albums out. I I have the album. I, I, I know you have the album. I have no doubt in my mind. I am absolutely... Wow. I don't... <laughs> I say, what one of my one of my friends is is the lighting designer for Marillion right now, <laughs> Jens Jens Nyholm. That's a and, cool uh, name. Oh, uh, he's, he's 
he he cracks me up. Uh, he's very deadpan, but uh, cracks me up. I might have to send him something about that. You know, yeah, you, you totally. I, I I can't believe I totally freaking screwed that pooch. I, not, and I have no clue where I found that one, but man, am I glad I did. Yeah, because <laughs> it's not on any of my. How could that be? Uh, I think you didn't look at every single person's uh, thing through IMDb because it was probably a trivia if you looked under Truman Capote. And I didn't go into everybody. I just happened to click on him because I'm like, I don't know much about him. I'm like, oh, okay, let's, you know, no, 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 no. Oh, fuck, Marillion? Oh, yeah, we're in. Okay. Uh, British actor Peter Sellers as Chinese detective. Likely a parody on Charlie Chan had never been played by a Chinese actor. I knew that. Yes. It is later revealed what? That he isn't Chinese. I know. I can't remember what he is. It was not Jewish. It was, but something along those lines. <clears throat> what was he? He was actually Lionel Twain's illegitimate son, adopted and raised by Twain. Oh, God, that's right. Yeah, buddy. I got another point there. Playing against types. Okay, uh, this is this is an Alec Guinness thing. Mm. Alec Guinness as a strange butler may surprise people as well as Peter Falk playing Humphrey Bogart style hard boiled detective in his usual thing of Columbo. Um, but the role that Alec Guinness plays in this movie is a 180 from every character that he played prior to it. Alec Guinness did not do comedies. No, this. no, I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I one of my favorite, um, m one of my favorite movies that he is in is Dr. Zhivago. And he's yeah, very straight laced in that one. Uh, <clears throat> this, I, I need to find this. Uh, this movie was written by Neil Simon and it is a, well, it's, it's a spinoff from a theater show that he did that right now. I, I can't. I have so much written down here because nah, I, no. I wanted to have extra trivia because of you. <laughs> but do you know what? Do you know what? Okay, go ahead. Uh, I do have a piece of trivia here. What did Alec Guinness receive? The script to Star Wars and read it during the breaks. Yep. <laughs> Got it. Got it in his dressing room. <laughs> and, and I guess Neil asked him, what, what are you reading there? He's like, oh, it's something about the future. It's, it's kind of interesting. And <laughs> uh, memorable scenes that ended up on the cutting room floor. Can you name any? Now, I, I glossed by those since I've never seen them, but I know the Sherlock Holmes was one. There was, uh, well, that's about the only one I can remember at the top of my head. Uh, okay, let's, let's, uh, oh, there it was right there. Neil Simon remained on the set and asked Alec Guinness about mm -hmm. what he was reading. <laughs> and Guinness assured him it was a great fun for him. <laughs> um, and so Alec Guinness played with um, Peter Sellers in another movie in a 1955 film called The Lady Killers. Yes. You're going to talk about that? Or just mention that's it. Just you know, do you know who was originally considered for the role of Inspector Wang? You gotta scroll down through your list, I'm sure. Oh, uh, well, here's the thing I don't usually if I don't know it off the top of my head, I'm not gonna go searching no. for the answer. Fair enough, okay. Um, and no, I don't know. 
It was Orson Welles was originally considered for that part. Damn, that's right. I do remember that. Uh, okay, Nancy Walker. What was Nancy Walker famous for? I'm laughing, I would assume, would be her, because that's the thing I remember her most from. She was she, the lady with the purse that would hit people over the head with her purse. She was the bounty lady. Bounty lady? The quicker picker-upper commercials. Oh, gotcha. It's the quicker picker-upper. <laughs> ah, I'm so glad I got the, I got one, but well, yeah. <laughs> But mine was a doozy. Eileen Brennan. <laughs> Eileen Brennan starred in another old dark house mystery. What was it? Clue. And who did, and who did she play? Miss Peacock. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is 7.47. We must actually take a break. Because our glass is very, very empty right now. Well, it's very, very empty. And plus, we have special guests coming on in 10 minutes. Well, 13 minutes. 13-ish minutes. So I am going to Sean Connery my way out of here. That's a fairly decent Sean Connery you have there, sir. I go. Um, I'm going to Sean Connery my way out of here. <laughs> Go fill up my brouhaha and uh, empty something else while you're at it, probably. Sure. Sure. Why uh, not? Uh, so, so y'all know, we'll sit down with the, the group that's coming up. We will come back after they go, finish up Murder by Death, which there's not a lot to do. We'll do an X, X out. Uh, and then we'll go into another movie. <laughs> Scott's guilty pleasure. Oh, yeah. All right, people. We will be right back. Talk to you soon. Bye. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Uh, oh, my head hurts. <laughs> what did you do today? I was busting ass all day. And then I came home and had to cook because nobody here can cook. Then I had had you texting me. <laughs> Every my, five seconds going, what the fuck's going on? What are we I doing? Want, I'm waiting for my brother to call because he's figured out that I'm the only one that answers their phone. So, you know. Uh, I I gotta just quit answering my phone. I don't know. I don't even know what I did with it. I texted you, and I think I threw my phone. <laughs> Do you need it? I was like, "Fuck it." Uh oh, it's gonna rain. Ooh, and Schwanz is coming tomorrow. Schwanz. Schwanz. Like the meat people, or like the the delivery people. They're no, oh, okay. They're actually more famous for their ice cream. Oh, okay. They have the they have great great ice cream, and I don't have to go to Walmart <laughs> and deal with the people at and Walmart. Sit in line for forty five minutes to get it. They bring it right to my house. Ah. <sighs> Isn't that fabulous? Now it we were nice. we were talking about we were talking about uh, murder by death before we got interrupted by a bunch of bozos. <laughs> it turned into a drunken debauchery. <laughs> you you were getting you were almost Rozak that night. You, you were that close to just virtually coming through the screen and going, "I love you, man. I love you, guys." Um, I, I, I got, I got a critique 
the next morning uh, that sounded something like this. What the hell was your problem last night? You <laughs> sounded like you were drunk. I said, no, no. You didn't let anyone else talk the whole night. <laughs> they did tons of talk. I felt like the third wheel. I'm just like trying to find that little bit of like comedy i can interject ever so subtly in there like okay zing okay i'm out you guys bullshit bullshit zing. okay cool no nah, it was good it was it was funny it was good shit well what we should have done was the story about about my my bachelor party those guys would have like totally flipped out about that <laughs> um i don't even remember your bachelor party that much well, what's I might have been drunker than you. Um, yeah. I don't. No, I. I don't know if you were. I don't know. You. You and my dad went off and started looking at posters and shit, and then Rosak started his "I Love You, Man," and <laughs> and that was the whole night. <laughs> I love I, you, man. I, I was like, I, I'm going to the back room to throw darts uh, <laughs> because that's what I wanted to do. I I wanted to throw darts. <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, not much, not much left on our movie bit with, um, well, well, I did have a question. I, I had a couple of things that I thought of, which were, which was your favorite character in the movie? Oh, we didn't, um, we didn't even discuss who, yeah. I mean, we didn't go into a character breakdown. That's, that's a tough one. I, I loved, I loved David and, and, and Maggie quite a bit in that movie um now nah, I, I would i david or maggie either one Ooh, i was actually alec guinness um mainly because the character that he played was so multifaceted uh and i mean what i mean by that is is uh oh he played like what 10 different parts i mean well he 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 played uh he played a blind man really six, well holy cow he, he played six characters in the last half hour of the show which i found to be very very interesting uh and and probably extremely tough to do mm -hmm. uh hang on i'm trying to bring up my notes we're pausing for a second people oh geez uh where are where are my notes from this? I have mine up. I my, did my homework on that one. Well, I remember I just got done yeah, cleaning the kitchen I'm, and I'm like, okay, I'm messing with you, man. Who's, who's, uh, uh there's Lone Wolf McQuaid trivia. Jesus. Oh, Let's see here. Is this, ooh, root? That's Lone Wolf McQuaid. Let me see if this This one... was an extremely short uh they they uh principal photography began on Tuesday, October 14th after one week of rehearsals and finished on December 19th. It's a very quick schedule. Yeah. Um it, it, because of the the cost of the actors, they were really trying to keep the mm the cost of the film down. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I mean, you have Alec Guinness, Peter Falk, Peter Sellers, three of the top paying people in the, in, in the seventies are, are in this flick. Yep. Um, you know, I, and Eileen Brennan did, wasn't doing bad in her career, but no, I mean, she was a little, that was a little early for her. I mean, she was an FM and, and a couple things, but she wasn't like, she wasn't as established now we we are um we here at the davis and davis the show that's not real lawyers and we, uh, we, we really don't care <laughs> we don't care um we, we're changing our grading scale on our of, on our movies oh okay um i have to explain this <laughs> again because oh, yeah, we're trying to explain to the guys last night or the other night, and they were like, uh, 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 yeah. I don't get it, man. No, uh, it's <laughs> like golf. Never mind. Um, uh, yeah, the the how many bourbons would you have to drink to watch a flick? To me, 
doesn't work because you're going to have 900 films that you sit back and go, I don't need to drink any bourbon to watch that. Yeah. Yeah. And yet they're not top shelf movies. Yeah. Okay. I.E. Gumball Rally, I.E. Lone Wolf McQuaid. Uh, these, you know, so, so I decided <laughs> that the new scale is very easy. There's five shelves and then the cabinet behind the liquor salesman. That's always locked. Oh gosh. That's right. Yes. The, uh, the so special you got, box, you got your bottom shelf. You got the first from the bottom shelf. Well, you got what? Number one's the bottom. Number two's next. Three, four, five. And then there's the glass box that has the big padlock that you have to get the key from the manager to open up. Which is the best. Yes. Number five is top shelf. Number six is the best. Uh, it's just, it's going to be called the box. It's the box. It's the box. It's, it's, what the heck was that? On your end or nothing here. I just heard something go. Doo, 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 doo. <laughs> it was your phone that you threw no. away. <laughs> no, that wouldn't have come through my ears. Oh, and some on your computer then. It, it was either something on my computer. Yeah, because you're not sharing. It had to have been my computer. No. I was just, just my mic. What the hell would have made that noise? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Microsoft's okay. about to quit and <laughs> I'm done. Sit, I'm done. I'm out. This is my little bing Micro to let you know. Microsoft backup has started. <laughs> oh, Did I fucking ask you to start? No. Do I want you to start? No. It's okay. I'm going to do it anyway. I, I, uh, oh, there's a warning. You have two Bluetooth connected items. Yeah, no shit. Your I'm bandwidth is running low. <laughs> I said, okay, um, let's see. I've got my mouse and I've got my ears, which I need both. Okay, anyways. So the scale, <laughs> the scale. <laughs> Is changing bottom shelf one all the way up to five top shelf and the box. And then six is the box. All right. All right. All right. So, um, all in all, what, what would you, what would you say about this flick? Where I, would you put this flick? This is, this was a tough one having not watched it in, in, 20 or 30 years um i i had much fonder memories of this movie than when i watched it was kind of weird because it's it, kind of funny how that happens yeah it? i mean there's it, yeah it it has a lot of uh kind of cringy moments you know I, it's it's kind of racist and you're like oh god did what yeah, I mean, back in the day, that was fine. And now it's just not acceptable. But with all that aside, I, I, it's it's got to be a solid, it's got to be a solid third shelf. Maybe I'll, I'll stick it on the third shelf. Okay. There's so much I love about it, but then there's so much I well, like, did not dig about it on this rewatching. It, it kind of, it kind of balances it out to the third shelf i believe i think i think uh i'm so torn on this yeah i i almost put it i almost put it on the second shelf yeah yeah i, um, I could see it i mean don't yeah i could see that the the acting in it was phenomenal yes set pieces uh, look great the timing was good. The, I mean, the there were so many set, good things about the film. Uh, the set was incredible. Uh, the whole scene with the ceiling coming down on Poirot. Yeah. Uh, just really, I was like, that is so cool. They did such a good job. And I mean, as it was breaking, I was like, the amount of detail that was in the cabinets and stuff that they built was 
phenomenal. <laughs> so I think I will have to put it on the third shelf. Um, Barely, but we'll put it there. Yeah, it's it, and trust me, it's 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 a it's a movie from the seventies. I mean, we could have said the same thing about Cannonball Run. Uh, there wasn't nearly as much in Cannonball Run that was cringeworthy, though. I mean, there was not a lot of racism in in that movie. I mean, it was from the seventies. Once again, and I'll keep saying I mean, this till I die: the music sucked. The music was horrible. <laughs> I, I, all right, right. Maybe we need to review Blazing Saddles. Uh, <laughs> written written by written by an African American and a Jewish American. Yeah, I, I, they got a they got a hall pass on all that shit. <laughs> they get a huge hall pass on it, but it is probably the ultimate racist movie I've ever seen. Yeah, but I mean, um, like African Americans love that movie. They absolutely love that movie. It's not like not like they're offended by it they think it's hilarious because i mean it's the i mean let's face it the sheriff always comes out on top you know know? uh i had i think i had one little tidbits here uh, about the cars um the automotive classics firm of santa monica california leased five cars uh, for the various sleuths to drive sam diamond uh, in a 1948 Chevrolet Fleetmaster, uh, Nivens and Maggie Smith uh, were. It was either a 36 or a 37 Silver Packard 12 Coupe Roadster. Uh, Sydney Wang was in the Woody Station Wagon, a 47 Ford Supra Deluxe Woody Station Wagon, and uh, Monsieur Petier and his chauffeur. We're in a 1953 Citroen 11B. And then the last but not least, Marbles and the Nurse were in a vintage English taxi cab. A Citroen. Citroen. A Citroen. Love a Citroen. All right. Well, that's about it. There was not a ton of trivia on this one. It was hard to find any information. So we're going to move on. If, uh, if you want to check out the flick, it, it was it was on a YouTube movie. Uh, so go ahead. And Maybe go check even it Hulu. Out. I can't remember. Can't remember all of it. Uh, anyways, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we shall see you next show. Episode day. Bye-bye. Fun. Bye-bye. On behalf of Burke, Scott, and the rest of the cast, at the Davis and Davis show. We'd like to thank you for listening and we hope you return next week. Remember, we're not a law firm and we just don't care. <laughs>